little story about a trio of janitors. Might have heard they worked at a well-known film school. They picked up a few things other than trash. They might hate your movie or if drunk think it's cool. Every now and then they get together for a lunch break. Trash talks a movie or TV or streaming. Rodney and Jason and Sean, they all clean house. If you listen close, you can hear kids screaming. The host has asked you to start your video. Okay. I can't see Sean. I can barely see you. I can see Sean just fine, but I can barely see Sean. I feel like I'm watching a, like, I don't know, fucking Craigslist video. Look at Rodney's screen. Of what on Craigslist are you watching? I'm just like, we won't go into that. But uh, we're going to talk, now that we're talking, everybody's at home and uh, Onward, I think was the last movie I saw at the theater, but now it's on Disney <laughs> Plus, streaming for free. I tried to get you guys to go see it when I was out, but you missed it. Um, but, uh, so in the theater, there's something that they showed that, before we get into the movie, they had a Simpsons short in front of the movie instead of uh, uh, yeah. another Pixar animated film or something. So that was kind of- A Simpsons short, Okay. Yeah. There's a Maggie play date. Like she meets a little boy at a, a playground with, with Marge takes him, takes her. And then they kind of have like the little meet cute thing. And it's really, I didn't care for it, to be honest. It was kind of weird because they kind of were making her dress up like trying to dress up sexy to go to the playground. It was really, really uncomfortably weird. But uh, they ended up doing, uh, so Marge took her the first day. So then she's getting ready to go the next day. Homer takes her all the other days. So she's constantly trying to get back to that playground. And it's just kind of like, a weird just juxtaposition to have Simpsons in front of a picture. Isn't Maggie like twenty three years old right now? Or she they're all thirty years older, so she'd be thirty she'd be thirty thirty one thereabouts. She's thirty one. She just looks like a baby. That's uh-huh. I guess it's Yoda, Yoda's Yoda's fifty. Yoda's fifty. Maybe Herman and um uh Roger Rabbit, remember? Yeah. Baby Yoda, fifty yeah. years old. Right. So onward when it was first announced. I thought, okay, cool, they're going to do a story in the fantasy where they were showing the gags of, oh, unicorns are like raccoons eating in the garbage, hissing at each other, or, you know, garden gnomes. They are like, one guy comes and goes, hey, cut the grass. And he's like, oh, and he starts pushing the lawnmower. So they did a, he was like, okay, cool, it's going to be a fantasy story. Did you know it was going to be about them resurrecting their dad for a day? Um, I did not. I just know they're going on an adventure. I didn't know what it was about. Jay, did you know? Well, they said it in the very beginning. But I mean, before you saw the movie. Before you saw the movie, of course. As the movie was happening, it explained that's what it was. I know, what the fuck? No, so the, I, when I first saw the first pre where they showed just the legs, because I felt like they were trying to avoid it. I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird pr- premise. Even the toys are weird for it. Like, I, I mean, obviously they're not going to sell now because nobody's going to the store and it was not a hit or anything. But, um, what, Jay, you want to give the breakdown? Since I, I mean, I kind of spoil with the plot trajectory is but do you want to break down the story um basically it's a uh, it's a family-based movie where <laughs> they're trying to come into their own as individual adults and as usual per a teen movie um life is always greener where you water not on the other side of the fence it's greener where you water? Yeah. I've never grass, heard of that. Grass is always greener where you water it, not on the other side of the farm. Hmm. No. 
So yeah, the world, no. the world, J- Rodney, you want to take a crack too? Got a level to it? Oh, was that wrong? Nah. No, no, that was fine. I, you, gave the, you gave like the deep cut theme of the whole thing. But I was going to, I was just kind of asking for like what like, the world building and the plot. You got it right here. Oh, so I got it wrong. That's oh, you got it. No, no we're, we're, Jay got it. He's good. We're good. Oh, no, no. He, so the world used to be full of magic and technology slowly but surely took its place because it was easier to turn on a light switch than conjure fire to light it. What they're saying is that the world basically lost itself because it was easier to go easy as opposed it's, to... It's sort of like the same message as Wally had, you know, where everybody became kind of gelatinous, gelatinous people. Cubes. Um, so they they basically live in this modern world that people. Huh? Don't be hating on fat people now. I'm not. I'm offended by gelatinous. Gel, gel, the, the gelatinous cube? Gelatinous cube, yes. Which is okay. That's in this movie. Excuse so basically, the world, the, the oldest brother, it's two brothers. Uh, the youngest brother turns 16, and the mother gives him a gift from their father who had passed before or before the. 16 year old was born and uh it's a magic really thought that the brother was actually gonna end up being the father <laughs> well we're gonna yeah we can get to the wrong stuff in a bit here because i there was the one of the earliest thoughts i had in the movie i was like what the fuck did i think of this for and i'm not gonna get to that yet but um so they get a magic a magic staff and they can conjure their father back for 24 hours they only conjure the lower half of him because the younger brother is not trained well enough so they go use the magic wand instead. Oh yeah. And then they go on a uh, uh, tour, like on a quest, like a Dungeons yeah. and Dragons quest, which in this world is a uh, real life thing. Like when they play, it's called Quests of Yore. And when they play that game, that's all those rules and all those characters are their history. So it was kind of fun with that. Um, did you, uh, ever, like what things did you, uh, were you hooked by the stories that went on or were you bored by it? Or what, what, what did you want? What did you think? I was, uh, I was, we were watching it with the kids, um, two nights ago or yeah, two nights ago. And, um, we were watching and Keely goes, what's wrong? Their dad's not around. What's happened to their dad? Mm. And I'm like, shit. So it, it raised questions from little kids. And I'm like, well, is this for little kids? But it would start getting quirky where they grab the dad and his legs come back out and the kids are kind of laughing like, oh, they can't see the top part of his body. So it goes from like this deep dark thing, like you said, with no like not believing in magic, going to electricity, and then not where knowing where their dad is. And you know, my kids asking, "Well, where did their dad go?" Oh shit! Um, blah blah blah. And then they get into the magic part and finding the crystal and doing all that stuff. But it was uh, it was different. I, I liked it though. I liked it. Is it because most of the other movies that Disney and these kind of cartoons, the mother's always gone? So they notice that the dad's not there because it's always the father. Isn't that weird mm. that it's always the father? So then they noticed it differently this time because it was like, hey, wait, that's not how they usually go. Um, I, I liked all... Did you think there were enough puns and plays on work, like of uh, the gags and things that they could do? Did you think there was enough of that stuff? I think there's too many of it. Too much. Did you think it was? Did you think it was weird that they were blue and lived in houses that looked like mushrooms? It was sort of like Smurfs. Yeah, that is guy. I, I didn't really put that together. I thought it was weird that mushrooms were in this, and then they had oh. the mushroom stuff. Talk about Mushroom World and Sonic, but yeah, I didn't think about the Smurfs. Oh, I was thinking blue because the blue balls and, and mushrooms, mushrooms <laughs> for penises and stuff. Okay, all right, I was wrong. My bad. 
going with that shit, bro. That one. I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> I thought like the, the gags were pretty good. Like I liked Mountain Doom instead of Mountain Dew. You know, playing on Mount Doom and Mountain Dew. All that. Halt signs instead of stop signs. Or when they're in the restaurant, you know, do you want a cup or a cauldron? Or when the stepdad, who's a centaur, he goes, I'm going to give you to the count of three. And he starts doing the galloping, like, you know, oh, yeah. like, I like I, all that stuff I liked. Or his Keely goes, Keely goes, we're watching it. The centaur dad comes in. He doesn't look like the rest of the family. Keely goes, did they cut a horse in half just so he can live inside of him? I'm like, what, Keely? <laughs> Then, I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, uh, no, Keely. Those are things that are in mythology, and they just they grow like that. They live like that their whole life. She goes, so it's not real. I'm like, what's going on right now? <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because that was the first thought I had when he came on scene. They were introduced that was the boyfriend. Is I thought, how are they having sex? I, 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 that, I that question did not come out. Uh, like, Keely was asking, you you did, but you didn't think of that. Though, huh? He's, he's fucking hung like a horse. Right. Did you, Listen, did you think that thought, or am I the only one that thought that thought? My, How are they having sex? I assume he just, he just mounts her. I'm just like, I just, it just, I pictured that, and it was like, why am I picturing that? I never think of that stuff in these. You pictured things. a horse having sex with That's her? A blue elf. Yes. Like that one British queen that had the, she mounted, got, got mounted by the horse. Wait, was that British? No, that might have been South American. Shit, I forget. Oh, that's a different story for another time. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, Catherine the Grey got mounted by a horse. Russia. Russia, shit, I don't know. Yeah, I thought the quest was pretty pretty well done. I like the little twists, you know. They thought yeah, that they could go, they go a, that way. Hmm? I like how he drove a Bronco. Oh, yeah, the... The, 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 the officer the drove a Bronco. That was, that was pretty clever. Yeah, and then Frank the, was like horses. So the van, the van. I don't know if you heard that. There's a lawsuit out there. Somebody's saying that they, they, uh, Pixar copied the side of the van. And I mean, the woman has like a van painted with uh, uh, Pegasus on the side, just like that. But it doesn't look exactly like it. Yeah. I'm like, I just look at it as like that's all the vans in the '70s were like that. That's yeah. That's the copyright. That's a called. You're just looking for fucking money, you stupid cunt. Did you like the way the Pegasus went from being these magical creatures to these fucking raccoon current right, things? Right, right. Yes. But oh, I even yeah. like when what Sean said at the beginning. Yeah, that was pretty funny. No, when he went, <laughs> when he went to send the van to its destruction, and the tire broke and it was kind of like galloping. Galloping. Yeah, like I, I liked I liked all the little stuff like that. I feel bad for saying that. My apologies. Um. I don't know which one. Um, the uh, did you ever see the kid who would be king? Any of you guys ever see that movie? What's that? It's a movie directed by the guy who directed Attack the Block. I don't know his name offhand, but uh, basically, it's the idea that this kid in school comes out, gets chased to the construction site across the street from a school, just like in this movie. He stumbles upon Excalibur, pulls it out to fight off the bullies. You're done playing Switch. And there's a giant dragon at the end at the school, just like in this movie. It was kind of weird. Even there's, there's a scene in The Kid Who Would Be King where when these when it turns to midnight, these demons, demons uh, come the out. And only the kids are fighting. The people that are the knighted people with him, the kids, can only <laughs> see um, these night demons and everybody else disappears. So they're taking cars and driving. 
And as soon as they destroy them all, all those people reappear. So the same thing almost happens in The Kid Who Would Be King where the girl driving the car, all of a sudden this old woman appears underneath her lap, you know, seated in the, seated in the same seat. So I'm like, I kept thinking that there was a weird parallel because I happened to watch, again, since I saw this in the theater, The Kid Who Would Be King the night before I saw Onward. So I saw like the parallels like right away. No, way too um, similar. Yeah. Um, what did you think of all the magic tricks? Horrible. I think it was actually the, what I've... So it's actually quite funny that the older brother knew all this magic, right? Mm-hmm. And he was trying to tell the younger brother which spells to try. Hey, try this, try that, try this. Like he knows all these spells. Oops. And... So that at one point, the brother's like, shut up. You don't know anything. What are you trying to do? Because the younger brother was wanted to be, I guess, in control. Right. Well, the brother was telling him what he needed to say and do. Like, he believed in this shit. But he also believed in his brother because he raised his brother. And the right. younger brother was, like, basically wanted to disown him in a sense where it was like, like, you don't know anything. But it's like, you wouldn't have known any of these fucking magic spells if it wasn't for him. But that was the whole point was about how he didn't believe in, you know, how can I, you think I'm a screw up and you won't even let me make, make my mistakes. But that's part of the other problem is like, he even said beginning too, he fucking built that van from scratch. Like he repaired it. No, but we know when I, so I watched this twice. The second time I watched it, like you see it from the get go, how much of a dad Barley really is. Like he is a father figure to him throughout the story, even before you get to like the back, like to the flashbacks of scene stuff. So I thought that was really nice. I liked um, Onward, the title came from even when he put the car to drive, put the car into Onward. Like I thought that was a neat way to kind of fit the title in. Um, Yeah, Gelatinous Cube, I thought that was, that's one of my favorite things. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but that's one of my favorite character creatures from that game. I got the pop figure of it and everything. It's probably my favorite pop. Are you going to put that as the picture for Onward, Gelatinous Cube? Definitely going to do that, yep. And, uh, like, I thought that that was cool that that was in there. Um, I saw this in 3D at the theater, and uh, that bottomless pit, like, I get, I have, like, a fear of heights. And when they were walking on it, when he was taking steps, like, my hands were sweating so bad, like, from watching that. I just, I I, I can't take that stuff. And then I was wondering, the giant Cheeto, when it's in the water, wouldn't that melt? That would have got fucking soggy as a motherfucker. Yeah, like, this... (laughs) I thought unless it's spaced out so much that it like can't even absorb it the same way. But then he kept plucking it off and eating it. He's on them though. Like when they got off it, they should have been like cheesy and shit. Oh, that's true too. Unless they're big plates of cheese powder. So they're not going to stick on you the same way. That's probably We explained that one away. (laughs) So um, did you guys, either of you guys get emotional? Be honest. Why would I be honest with you? (laughs) I was... (laughs) I was emotional right from the get-go. Like I said, Keely's always Keely was asking these like deep questions right. at the beginning, and I try to like give her a right response without like. I mean, the world's dark enough right now. Right. And uh, so it was. Uh, hey. it, like I said, it was a it was a good watch. So yeah. Hey. What? <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll say when I was in the in the theater, I know I keep keep dropping it like it was like i'm I'm so much better but that was like my situation when i saw it the first when i was in the theater <laughs> what are those what are the theaters um i didn't think to bring any like tissues with me or any kind of napkins or anything 
And all I had was my box of Reese's Pieces. So as the ending's happening, and I'm just like, I'm bawling, I'm snotting up. I had to like take that box and like basically scrape up my face to get any snot and tears off. Because I, no, I was like going to wipe it on my shirt. So I was pretty emotional. The second time I watched it was no better. But as I probably mentioned before in other of these podcasts, I uh, cry a lot at movies. So, Jay. Yeah, you're, you know, you're not watching a movie. But... <laughs> No, Jay, what are you doing right now? What is in front of you? Lego. What are you doing? Remember, he's building the Lego. Oh, oh, he haven't. He hasn't gone too much further than what he did. Oh, he's not. Oh, and that those towers. There's towers there. You can see. Yeah, there's shit here. Um, I thought the uh, the the dragon. Jay, did you like the dragon at the end? Actually, I thought that was sweet. I thought they did a really good job putting that dragon together. It was pretty badass. Even I the face being the face. And the bell noise for the roar was awesome. When it was roaring. And I thought it was very clever. I, I'll be honest with you. I feel like they outdid themselves with the cleverness with the whole world <laughs> that they created. Like every part of it was like really good. I don't know if we touched base on this, but I really like the touch with the uh, the unicorns acting as uh, raccoons. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. I didn't hear that at first. Um, uh, did you notice the Indiana Jones Part Three, the Last Crusade parallels for some of the quests at the end? Well, no, I thought the gelatinous, uh, the gelatinous, the gelatinous cube falling from the ceiling. I thought that was like uh, Indiana Jones. Uh huh. The ball falling and rolling. I'm even grabbing under to grab like his dad was like grabbing his hat, or they're standing at the cliff. So when he did the walk, remember when he did the walk too onto the bridge? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, like the those the blades going in the tunnel, which in Indiana Jones three is like only the penitent man shall pass. Remember those blades and the arrows shooting, all that's like everything. Everything was like everything from the Indiana Jones movies in those last few bits. And then the very last shot, I thought of Back to the Future. Basically, okay. where we, roads where we're going, we don't need roads. When he made it fly up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Um, yep. 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 No. Well, for sure. Um, yeah, I, you know, I thought it was weird, though, to be honest with you. Like, the, the lower half of the dad, I just I just thought that was a bad dick joke, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> and his bulge in his pants. Right? I mean, it's just like, dude, and the guy was playing footsies with everybody. Like, that's, like, another bad, like, dick joke, you know? <laughs> Tapping everyone's feet. My, uh, it's yeah, it's like the old bathroom stalls uh, uh, at the airport and stuff, but. So. What's okay. that? No, what's it? What? 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 Never mind. So the, the 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 tape story where he's listening to his dad on the audio tape, the cassette tape. That's how the creator of this story actually the same thing happened where him and his brother lost their father before he was born, and one day they found an audio tape of his dad, and he you know listened to it. And that was like the only thing he had to like know what his dad even sounded like. So he would always tell that story to different people um, throughout Pixar and stuff. You know, just you know as a story to come up. And then when it was his turn to finally make a movie, they go, well, hey, why don't you do this movie? You know, do the story of this movie. And then he had to figure out, am I going to set it in the world of robots? Am I going to set it in the world of cars? Am I going to set it in the world of this? Set it in the world of this? So then he came up with magic to kind of uh, take the idea of the magic of, like, youth and all that, but flip it around. And I thought it was pretty good. I Like, a lot of people are going, oh, this is one of their best. I'm like, you know, I'm going to put it up there as one of their best. It's no Wally. It was a story, story, three or four, but it's still up there. It's been done countless times, but even still, though. I thought it was like the touching part was just even a little brother realizing like his brother was his father, you know, like he was he was the father figure he needed. And he wanted his brother to have the opportunity to say goodbye because he 
didn't get to say goodbye when he was sick, just like Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Kind of funny. But uh, the same actor as well. Yeah. All he needed to do was have like a Jennifer Lawrence unfrozen. We're all frozen. I can't see you guys. Can you hear me? I can I can hear you. Did we lose connection? I can hear Hello? I'm sorry, Jay, what's your last thought? When we were lost. Uh, his his little snapshot that he had there, there was a by his head. Ah. So um you'd recommend it or no? Me? Either of you. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I think I think anybody that has wasted the money on getting Disney Prime <laughs> or Plus or whatever, I recommend you watching it so you can justify what you spent. Um, we the, the graphics were great, though. Oh, I mean, they're beautiful. The world that they created was awesome. I mean, honestly, there's no, nothing I could find there that was bad. It, it looked beautiful. I thought. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can do this with Artemis Fowl when it comes on next, and then they postpone all the Marvel movies for like six months back on each one, which is kind of a bummer, but... Just because they want to make money because it's too much right now. Yeah. They're going to lose all this money from the... I mean, like, I'm not like I'm saying, oh, boo-hoo them, but they're losing all this money and not having the parks going. I never thought... Do, do you think the parks support... The move like movies and comics and everything else, or do the comics and movies support the park? That's a tough one because I know they make so much money at the parks, it's ridiculous. So you gotta figure. I'm not if somebody goes and spends two hundred dollars just to get in, and then they're spending um, you know, fifty to a hundred dollars on just things there while they're there, that's three hundred bucks for one day that they might not spend over the course of the year. Right? The fuck is that weird ass noise? What? That noise is from Rodney's phone, I think. Oh, is it just the way it's picking things up? Yeah, it's kind of like getting a weird reverb. Oh, is he snoring? Is that why? No, he's just not talking. Oh, okay. he's we're losing him. So, uh, any other last thoughts? No uh, thoughts on the screen. We had the first, uh, like, actual, or at least a major lesbian character Ooh. in this movie. Where? The one Cyclops that was uh, pulling him over when he was doing the lying thing when he was pretending to be their stepdad. You know, why you gotta bring what? What? Like, does it matter? It doesn't matter, but that's it's a big deal because they don't do that usually. They snuck in a little in Toy Story Four. They snuck in uh, two women kissing in the background in the classroom real quick, and Million Mom March like had a big hissy fit about it. So then this one was the actress actually. Star Wars had lesbian. Star Wars had a lesbian kiss at the end too. Oh, yeah, they, that's how they usually do it. They'll do, like, real quick things. Or remember the guy in uh, Avengers Endgame, one of the directors, he played the guy. Mm-hmm. Who, he just Beauty, met his boyfriend. Beauty and the Beast Live Action had two milks kissing at the end. Yep, yep. So that's how they're sneaking it in just to try to make it more mainstream and inclusive. But yeah, it would be also just sell in China, and China cuts that stuff in other countries. But well, it, but that doesn't play. I don't understand. I'm confused. It shouldn't matter. Is the point? It shouldn't it matter, matter it but it matters now because it shouldn't matter. If it's part of the story, no big deal. Matter. It doesn't matter either way. It's just a line. So, but then, inside to the character, she's relating to him as a parent, trying to be a parent. Didn't think of that. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. He's complaining about her, her girlfriend slash wife, whatever, at home. I get that. Why would I make a big deal about it? I don't understand. 
It didn't play a role in, this, in the whole fucking story. Um, any last other thoughts? Any last words? No. Hey, Jay, you see those Pegasus in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then, know, let's go back to work. And I honestly really think they should have done a better job at representing records in this movie, though. Because they really got the short end of the horn on that one. Okay. Back to work. Bye. Bye.